Hey friends, welcome back. If you have ever found yourself frustrated over the content that is available online for your kids to consume and you're just like, I just need my kid entertained for an hour. Is that so much to ask? But you find yourself stressed out about what they're gonna find online or if they end up on YouTube or it's like, where do I go to find wholesome content my kids can consume? Well, the good news is today I am sharing with you someone who has felt the same as you and is actively taking steps to be a solution to that problem. And his story, as he shares, I want to I want you to listen for when he comments and says these were little breadcrumbs that the Lord was leaving for me, that is essentially where he's saying, God was speaking to me, and this is how he was ordering my steps. And of course, our show is about learning to hear God's voice, and I love to highlight how different people hear God's voice in different unique ways. We all have a unique way with the Lord, and so in this episode today, he shares about the little breadcrumbs the Lord left for him. So listen, see how this is relevant to your story, and he shares a fun little story in the beginning about how he pretty much earns superhero status. From my opinion, it's pretty hilarious. You're gonna wanna share this with anyone that you know that resonates with this project. We really wanna get people on board with what he's doing. So jump into this episode. It's an easy listen, and I think it'll really encourage your hearts, and you're gonna wanna connect with this guy. All right, let's go. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Okay, before we jump into today's meaty content, I have just a few announcements with for you. I wanted to share one thing though. I keep thinking about this. I had heard a prophetic word back during the COVID time when all the stuff with Disney was kind of coming to the surface and there was a prophetic word and I can't remember who it's from. So if any of you listening know the prophetic word I'm talking about, can you email it to me or, or DM me on Instagram? But It was where they were saying, the Lord was saying that because of the wickedness that was operating in Disney, that he's going to actually bring down the giant of Disney and he's going to raise up another um, Disney type of company that is going to be for the children and and um, help the children and create wholesome content, something that's going to be kingdom minded. And so I just keep thinking about that prophetic word as I'm listening to this Um, project and this guy and what they're working on. I'm really excited that we have no idea what this could be the beginning of. So this is going to be a great episode for you to listen to and connect with. For sure, get on their email list so you can stay in touch with what they're doing. Okay, otherwise, beautiful, fun little announcements. We're coming up on New Year's, and so if you are wanting a way to plan for your New Year, um, that's different, where a lot of times we get through the holidays, we're exhausted, and setting New Year's resolutions can be motivating for a second, (laughs) and then it is kind of tiring, like, do I really really need more work when I'm still trying to recover from the holidays? So I like to take a different approach. Only 9% of people actually slay their New Year's resolutions anyways, and who wants to go into a New Year with a bunch of failed attempts to succeed. <laughs> no, Nobody does. So I am of the philosophy that God has a plan for your year. The word says that he knew us before the foundations of the world. He had plans for us. And so that means 2024, God has a plan for your life. And so the, in my opinion, the smart strategic thing would be to lean into and say, Lord, What are your plans for my year? So I created a new year planner that originally was to help guide me 
through processing the new year. I take initially the first phase of it is reflecting on the last year and all that the Lord has done. I feel like that's a pattern we see in the Old Testament, building an altar of remembrance. And it is so energizing and it puts you in such a, a headspace of faith and hope and encouragement. It's literally, I think I wrote on that encouragement for like weeks after. And so that's one of my favorite parts of this little planner that I put together. And then you work through, God, what's a word for my year? What are some things you want me to focus on this year? What are some goals? What are some new habits I need to build? How can I do that? What are some areas that the enemy needs to pay me back? And then what are some decrees that you're going to speak over your life? And I also include in there pages of biblical decrees. You can speak over your wealth, your relationships, your spirituality, your health, all those important areas of life. And then I also share a listen list, which is, hey, if you want to listen to some good episodes that'll get you motivated and focused for this new year, I put a few episodes that are really gold um, to get you started in the right direction. It's loaded with good stuff. The link is in my show notes. It is totally free. People have told me again and again that I should charge for it. I may throw it on Amazon, but I want you to be able to have it for free as one of my listeners. So the download is free. Make sure you grab it. Secondly, If you want to start a podcast, I am a podcast coach. You guys know I got into podcasting as a means of stewarding the gifts God put in my life, and I'm very passionate to help others do the same. I didn't have a podcast coach, and I wish I would have because it took me forever to figure out what the heck I was doing. So I love serving people in that capacity. I have a program where you can get your podcast up and get equipped with the tools to grow it and monetize it in 10 weeks. It's amazing. It starts January 14th, my next round. If you'd like in on that, there's another link in my show notes where you can book a call with me to ask questions and see if it's a good fit for you. So make sure you do that. I'm taking enrollees right now. I will have to cap the class once we get full and we're definitely headed that direction. So if you're interested, grab that link, book a call. Let's do this now. And then thirdly, I want to share Um, a review. Those of you who go and rate and review my podcast, you have no idea how that drives my show up in the algorithm and helps people find me. So if you haven't taken the time to do that, I would ask you, go find my podcast on Apple Podcasts. In fact, I'll put the link in the show notes as well so you can find it easily. You'll scroll down to where you see the ratings and reviews section. You can easily tap five stars, leave a review, and I read all of those when it's particularly difficult weeks, and so I read every single review that comes through. So here's one um, from Musical Crime Productions. They said, so encouraging. I just listened to episode 19. It was so encouraging. What a great reminder to approach work and the people around us with love. Love is the key to everything. Thank you for leaving that. Uh, review. That's so kind of you. Uh, Moni leaves this one. She says, amazing. I love Java with Jen's podcast. Her shows are relatable and straight from the Holy Spirit. God bless you, Jen. Keep it coming. Your podcast is a blessing to everyone who listens. Thank you guys for those of you who have left those. That blesses my soul. Now, with all of that said, I'm excited for you guys to hear our superhero stories for the day. This guy is hilarious. His story literally made me laugh and I was like, I've never met someone who's done that. So let's jump in, share this with a friend. We're going to have a great time. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode here at Java with Jen. I have a special guest with me who you've never heard of and I had never heard of until we met recently through uh, a woman who is a precious intercessor for me and for the show. And his name is Chris 
Lang Louise, otherwise pronounced Langwa, if you're fancy in French. And uh, he is here to share his vision to help parents in the battle and the struggle against um, content that is violating the the morals and the virtues of our children. We want them to have content that is building their spirits and building um, their character. And he has set out to help solve this problem. So Chris, welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you. Thank you, Jenna Lee. And I really appreciate you having me on the show and everybody that's listening here. Absolutely. Well, it, I mean, when um, when our friend introduced us, this seemed like a great connection because, of course, a lot of my audience is parents and especially parents of young children. Maybe they even have nieces, nephews, whatever. And I remember when my kids were really little and even now with video games, with TV, with um, shows, you just sometimes want to be able to let your kids entertain themselves and unwind. But it's not helpful when there's this constant low-key stress of wondering what they're coming across um, with technology. And so why don't you introduce yourself, and we'll get into your story in a second, but first introduce yourself and uh, where you live, about your family, um, maybe your favorite food, and then we'll go from there. Sure. All right, so a little bit about me. Um, I'm First off, I'm a father of two sweet little girls, Chloe and Aria. Chloe is my seven-year-old. And Aria is four. She's going on five in a couple of weeks. Aww. And I'm the husband of a beautiful bride named Amanda. And we've been married for eight years now. I'm originally actually from West Michigan in a town called Muskegon, which is just outside of Grand Rapids. I can show you the old uh, map on the side of the hand. Some of my <laughs> fellow Michiganders are going to appreciate that one. Um, but I've lived in Charleston, South Carolina for the past 13 years or so. Um, I do run a project development company where we've got some, I would say, kingdom-based capitalism projects in West Africa. But today I'm here to talk about uh, this new project I've got going on called Valor Heritage Foundation. And let's see, something unique about me. Um, I used to catch nuisance alligators when I first moved to Charleston. What? Yeah. In the world? How did you catch alligators? Uh, that doesn't sound very safe. <laughs> how did this Michigander get into that? Great question. Um, <laughs> I actually, one of my best friends was worked for DNR and uh, Department of Natural Resources, uh -huh. and he would help basically wrangle them and transport them to other locations. So if you had one, for example, in your garage or pool, mm -hmm. I would go out there, tie it, jump on the back of the alligator, tie it up and transport it. That's like yep. you're, you're the real crocodile Dundee, man. I know, right? It's, <laughs> That's it's hilarious. strange. <laughs> did you ever get like chomped by an alligator? You know, I did have one incident that I would say is a, a little hairy situation where I had somebody assist and it was a, a fellow, I can't say fellow, but a friend um, police officer. Uh -huh. And I go, sir, have you done this before? And I kind of walked through this the process and I said, whatever you do. And I put the pole going down the snout of the alligator. Just don't let up. Whatever you do, don't let up. And I had him repeat it to me and he repeated it back. And as I'm going to jump on this alligator, I see him let up and that alligator's mouth just swung. And I happened to catch it with my hands and put the, the snout back in the dirt. But you hear all the, because it was a lady, uh, she's going, she's a mom going to play tennis practice. And you hear all the moms just scream. And I, I didn't have anything but to react. It was a hairy situation, but. You know, it's one of those memories that not many people can say that they've gone out to catch nuisance alligators. I know that almost falls in the category of slightly superhero, you know, like it probably scratches that itch just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's maybe a little bit. That's so cool. Well, my dad, my, my, not my dad, my husband grew up um, with this big pond that fed into the Gulf in his backyard. Okay. And so they ended up with alligators all the time. So they would go hunt alligators in their backyard constantly, nice. which... 
kind of I'm glad my kids didn't grow up there (laughs) with alligators but anyways well that's pretty awesome so moving into your story um you had shared with me on the phone about how this whole thing came about why don't you take us through that because I feel like your story is super relatable for most parents so why don't you jump into that we'll just get into the rest of it yeah of course so during COVID I thought I was going to be this this superhuman much like you mentioned earlier this superhuman person where I pop the buttons under, I've got the the big S in the costume. <laughs> and as I primarily worked from home, I was going to be uh, maintain the successful business and operations, make sure the kids were learning and being educated because we're in those, those difficult years or those critical years rather where our kids are sponges. So I was going to make sure that they were being taken care of. I was going to make sure the dog was going to be walked and then the house would be in somewhat order uh, when the wife got home. Right. And this was my pipe dream. <laughs> and my poor wife um, was coming home to the house in disarray. The kids probably um, bickering at each other and the dog sitting there pawing at the door because he had to go be let out. And I was trying to do everything and failing miserably. And I quickly realized that I'm not this superhero. I'm not this superhuman person. And I was I was losing my marbles in like mm-hmm. two weeks into it and quote unquote, several bottles of wine deep. I said, honey, this is just not sustainable. Something has to give. So we came to this conclusion like, hey, we'll just let the kids watch maybe a couple hours, uh, maybe a movie a day in the middle of the day where I can just have some focus time on those days that she'd go out to work. And that went fantastic until it didn't. And I say that because one day my wife came home and she goes, hey, Chris, whatever you do, just don't let the kids watch this particular movie. And as you can imagine, and your listeners can imagine, I let those kids watch that movie the day before. Oh, no. So trying to see how much trouble I was going to be. And I go, well, honey, why why shouldn't they have watched that movie? And she goes, well, it's it, it deals with polytheism, so a bunch of different gods and has some like demonic figures in there. And I'm like, so the dad shame, that dad guilt just kind of came over me and obviously I had to come clean to my wife. And because of the greatness of my child's mother she was able to identify this and she was smart enough to pre-qualify what the kids should be watching mm-hmm. and it's a good thing she brought it up because we actually went back to our kids and had this discussion about the movie and they actually had questions and conflict with a lot of the values and stuff that we were teaching them mm-hmm. so this was kind of like my my frustration point and I went on this crusade to go find wholesome biblically based content that our kids and our friends' kids could watch because I wasn't the only one in this situation. Yeah. And after a lot of hours spent, to be honest with you, there's content out there, but it's not of quality. I didn't want to sit there with my kids and watch it. My wife didn't want to sit there and watch it with the kids. And my kids certainly didn't want to watch it. So yeah. we were kind of in this rock and a hard place. And it was frustrating because there's what um, 2.4 billion Christians in the world. And I think 74 million Christians in the U S we are one of the most underserved demographics, I would say in the entire world. Mm. And usually at this point, when I see a problem, I want to go out and fix it. Mm -hmm. But this was a problem that I was like, you know, I don't have time for this. And this is that first little cookie crumble. I feel like God put in front of me saying, Hey, Chris, Mm -hmm. you see a problem, you know, it's going to help kids. You know, it's going to help other kids. You need to go and solve it. Yeah. But I said, God, I've got too much stuff going on. I don't think you're calling me to do this. In fact, I don't know anything about animated content or gaming, at least creating it to this level. Yeah. So I just kind of shoved it under a rug. And then uh, let's flash forward for a moment. And I had this 
another little clue and cookie crumble where we've been a part of this church called Seacoast in Charleston, um, very popular, very large church. Mm-hmm. And it's, I was never really part of a small group. So I never felt that true connection to the, um, to the bigger church. And after 12 years, I finally said, you know, honey, I'm going to go join a small group and, and get better connected to the community. And a few weeks into this, the elder in the group goes, Hey, Chris, for some reason, I'm feeling this, that God's putting on me that you need to go meet this company called Moondog. And I'm like, what is a moon dog? And why do you want me to meet him? <laughs> and um, he goes, you'll understand. And at this point, he was, he's an elder. He's the person I looked up to, respected. And he's kind of a mentor in my life. So I said, you know what, Butch, if you want me to go meet him, I will go meet him. And I go to, I had this meeting with Ben Davis, who's the CEO of Moondog. And ironically, we're talking about this earlier. He's this tall guy, but he's French and mm-hmm. from France. And he comes in and he comes up and he goes, are you Chris Lingwalk? And I probably butch the French and I go, well, yeah, that's me. And anybody that uses the French pronunciation, I kind of feel like important. So I stood up a little <laughs> bit taller during the session and we sat there and talked for a long time and he's done some incredible projects with Pixar. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of your viewers have probably seen the movie Pets. Yeah. His studio played a factor in the movie Pets oh, cool. and they've been pretty remarkable in the secular world, but he's like, Chris, my team and I, We've been feeling this call in the Holy Spirit telling us we need to get into the spiritual world. And I go, listen, I fully respect and I think you should 100% do it. Um, And in fact, I was looking up ways to set up a foundation for some creative finance techniques for our projects in Africa. And I I shared that with him and kind of shared a business plan for him. But I go, Ben, and this is me ignoring God at this point again, another cookie crumb. I said, I don't have time for this. Here's what you should do. I'll be a sounding board. Just let's stay in touch um, over the next few months until you get this thing launched. I could just imagine like God and, and Jesus sitting there like, how dense is this guy? How, what else do I have to put in front of him? And um, at a certain point, uh, I met, I had this conversation with a friend of mine named Dee McGinnis. Mm-hmm. And Dee is an amazing person here in Charleston. She actually married my wife and I, and we didn't mm-hmm. make it easy on her because we got married when Hurricane Hakeem hit. Charleston and we had oh, a no. thousand year flood. So oh, no. it, when uh what's the saying? When it rains on your wedding, it's good luck. Well, yeah. a hurricane's either the best of luck or <laughs> foreshadowing for the rest of my life. Right. But, <laughs> so we meet and I go, all right, D, uh, here's what's going on in my life. I've got the stuff and stuff in Africa. I've got something with this foundation that I told these guys at Moondog to set up, and she goes, Chris, I'm going to call you back. And she hangs up on me. And I'm like, D, that is awfully rude. I haven't <laughs> talked to you in like three months. And, but obviously we're good friends. So I didn't take anything to heart. And as that night or the next morning, she calls me back up and she goes, all right, Chris, I go, what's up, D? I prayed about it. I'm like, you prayed about what? She's like, there's this lady named Nancy and this company called Capstone Legacy Foundation that is based out of Philadelphia. I'm like, great, what do they do? And why do I need to meet them? And another one of these cookie crumbles, right? That's finally like, yeah. I need to put this journey together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we'll just have a Zoom call. And we did, and thankfully I did because they said, mm-hmm. you know what, Chris, we will do that for you. So that way you can focus on your operations and raising capital and actually execute on your projects. And I said, well, I'm gonna be in Philadelphia this weekend. I'd love to meet you. And we ended up meeting, um, they fell in love with the project and what I wanted to build. 
And I fell in love with what they want to do. And it was a perfect marriage and unity between all of us that have kind of come together. So finally, the Holy Spirit goes, I'm sure they're probably God's up in his throwing his hands up in the air saying, finally, Chris gets it. He needs to go and do this. (laughs) So it's, it's been a a wild journey. Um, And what we're trying to do at Valor Heritage is something a little bit different and a little unique. Mm -hmm. So donations come in and a donation can be cash. It can be a house. It can be stock. It can be really any asset that people want to give. Valor Heritage takes the donations, it pulls it together, and instead of giving it, it actually invests into these projects and these projects to create wholesome animated content for our kids. That is the quality and the equivalency of Disney just without the hidden agendas and based yeah. on the the truth and the gospels and parables and when revenues come back from those projects, it goes back to the foundation so we can compound it in future projects. Mm. So I wanted to create this sustainable vehicle to where we can continuously create and produce this content. That's amazing. Okay. So a, like three thoughts all at once. A, I like the business mind that you have going into this. Uh, The other thought was, I love how The Lord, so what I've learned in how the Lord orders our steps is he's so gentle. He's not, he's not often uh, aggressive or so assertive that it's like, I'm freaking out. You know, it's like, these were just little, almost what some people call premonitions or like impressions or, you know, just notions that you had that you kept dismissing and it was easy to just dismiss. But the Lord, like, look how the Lord pulled his children from all over walks, all over the world, all walks of life and connected you guys so that you can make the vision happen. Like that's just how the Lord works. And I, and I, I really highlight that for the sake of my listeners. And, um, and you know, that phrase that when you see a problem, if something bothers you, the problem that you're seeing is probably because you're the solution to the problem. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I love hate that phrase because I'm like, I, I see a lot of problems, <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, but I, I just feel like that's worth pointing out because that was the beginning of the Lord highlighting and the Lord speaking to you and highlighting, yep. hey, this may be the journey I'm taking you on. Let's let's keep moving. So um my son, my third thought, uh, mm-hmm. my son actually, we go sometimes into the video game store. And we'll go and look for DS games or Nintendo games or whatever. And I hate going in those stores because they have such an atmosphere of perversion and heaviness. And um, I don't know, just it feels gross. It feels gross yeah. in those stores. Witchcraft. It also feels like witchcraft. And um, and so my son is very sensitive and he, he noticed it too. He goes, mom, I really don't like how it feels in these stores. I'm like, I know, I don't either. And uh, he goes, mom, maybe when I grow up, I'll make a video game store that's just for Christian video games and stuff that's going to make you feel good, you know, stuff that's for the Christian family. So you don't have to worry what you're going to see on the wall. And I'm like, I love how you're thinking. He's like 10 when he had this idea. Um, So maybe I'll keep your phone number around so he can talk to you in a few years. Um, Okay. So on with your vision here you let's say let's say down the road 10 years down the road the lord continues to put momentum behind this and like the dream is being achieved it's being accomplished what would it look like if this was successful and how different would parents lives look if your dream is able to be fulfilled and the mission is accomplished yeah so i guess we can even start this first project which i don't know if i've been highlighted yet but it's going to be on the parables of jesus so you've got the good samaritan and the prodigal son and the plank in the eye 
And I'm sure you probably remember VeggieTales, which mm -hmm. a, a lot of us remember. But what's cool about VeggieTales is it's created based on biblical and godly principles, but it didn't really highlight that. Um, so they were able to go out to mass market. And what we're doing with parables, it's still going to be these stories and these principles, but it's going to be told in a way that where we can go to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and get some of these mass markets where as a parent or as a, a Christian kid, you're going to be able to make those parallels between the stories. You're going to know it's based on one of these parables, but for a non-Christian kid, they're still going to have the ability to learn and be taught the truth in a way that they didn't even see as possible. And I'm hoping that it's one of those stepping stones or those clues or cookie crumbs that brings them to Jesus. And my goal is I really want to make it easier for moms and dads to find this wholesome based content that's not boring, that excites the kid, that is such quality that they want to go back and watch it time and time again. And that's really the biggest intent. And I want to be able to, I created this, like you mentioned, in a sustainable way where we're going to have the ability to re or to compound all of the donations and giving to be used in future projects. And that's really my big vision. Um, and, and to drive this home, do you mind if I share a couple of stats with you? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So um, we really need to focus on the kids. And here's some of the reasons. So the International Bible Study indicated that 83% of Christians make their first commitment to Jesus between the ages of four and 14. And four and 14 is really where our bread and butter is, is to drive home a lot of this content in these gaming situations. Yeah. Um, teens between ages of 14 and 18 only have a 14% probability of doing so. Wow. And teens 19 and after those unbelieving adults have a just 6% probability of becoming a Christian. Mm. Two thirds of people who ever accept Jesus as their savior do so before the age of 13. Wow. Um, 70% of young teens either reject or don't know if Satan exists. And 31% accept the teaching that the universe and everything in it was designed and created and sustained by God. So in my opinion, these stats are really troubling and it shows how distant we've come. And one of the issues I see with the church, and I, I, I use church for all the churches, but they really focus on adults and the evil one, our arch enemy is I'm going to say switch course and put more of a focus on winning over our children. And it's doing it through media. Kids are consuming two to three hours of media a day. Instead of them consuming these agendas that are being pushed upon our kids, how great would it be if they were consuming two to three hours of this wholesome biblically based content and media and yeah. in, in shows and gaming situations and guess what? The Bible is not a boring book. It's actually okay. a pretty uh, eventful and book. Uh -huh. So this does not have to be boring. It can still be exciting for our kids. Yeah. We just need more people like Moondog to step up. And I hope this truly inspires not just what I'm doing, but other creators to get out of their comfort zone, to step out and step up, mm -hmm. to create content, to fill this void for the underserved market, which is truly Christian. Yeah, that's so good. That's so true. And it's true. Like, um, it kind of bothers me that a religious spirit is what has taught the church to go and stay away yeah. all the while Satan 
has this very clear agenda. He's like, that's all right. You guys can play bashful. I'll be intentional and I'll go after yep. the kids, you know? And, and we see that so clearly right now. And then it's happening on, you know, social media where even social media platforms are pushing videos that carry a liberal agenda. Our, our children need a rescue is what this comes down to. Yep. They need a rescue. And so you wrestling alligators experimenting or experiencing your hero vibes gets to take shape and rescuing our kids now. And so how can people connect with you if they're like, this is exciting. I want to stay in touch so that they know as you guys are making progress with different things and how they can cooperate with you guys. How can they connect with you? Yeah, they can go to valorheritage.com. Um, there's a place where they can um, submit their email address and we can keep them up to date on the progress of our projects. Yeah. Um, if they feel called to donate or to give or be part of this, this journey and this legacy, there's a spot where they can do so there. Mm-hmm. And again, if we talked about earlier, if they have one of those like stock or a house or car or something that's out of the ordinary, but they don't want to use anymore, we can have that conversation on how they can use that as a donatable gift and they can still receive the financial benefits. Um, That's awesome. and they can send me an email at info at valorheritage.com. Okay. That's amazing. I'll put all those links in the show notes so that you guys can go back and find them. And for everybody listening, like, I think you can see even from his story, how, you know, God is so faithful to put the tools in our hands when we don't realize that's what he's doing so that in later seasons, we can look back and go, Oh, God was preparing me for this, you know? And so yep. even the the business that you ran and the skills that it developed, I have no doubt you're using those skills in this space now. And exactly. um, for anyone who's listening, like if you are connected to people that can help breathe life on this project, say, you know, people who are investors or people that, um, you know, are uh cartoon graphic designers develop all the any of the elements that might be involved here and if someone comes to mind as you're listening to this interview and someone that you know keeps coming to mind connect them with Chris because it's all those little pieces coming together that makes the thing happen and um and I would love to see this take off because my kids are older now than than your ideal demographic but I will have grandchildren and I want my grandchildren to see the beautiful wonderful things you guys are doing so did you have any last thoughts? My last thought is, you know what? God wants us to take more territory on earth. Yeah. Let's do it together and let's continue to build his kingdom here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That one passage always sticks out where it says that we're to be as gentle as doves, but as shrewd as a serpent. Like yep. we've got the gentle as dove thing almost to a fault. We need to, we need to lean into that shrewd as a serpent. We need to be just as cunning and intentional as the enemy is, but with good intention. And so, um, well, Chris, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for taking the leap and doing what you're doing to help shift the tides for our children and the future generations. And so that's exciting. All blessings to you and your project. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of it. And I look the best is yet to come. Absolutely. I'm excited. Well, you guys, thanks for listening to this podcast episode. If you uh, want to connect with Chris, go check out the stuff, uh, the links and stuff in the show notes. Otherwise, you can go to valorheritage.com. Um, also, wherever you consume your podcast, make sure you are subscribed to Java with Jen. That way you don't miss any upcoming episodes. I have some other super cool people coming on the show. It just always blows my mind how many fascinating people there are in the world that I get to interview. <laughs> it just is, makes my life so great. So make 
make sure you're subscribed. Come follow me on Instagram as well and come say hey over there. It's a great way to stay in touch. Send this episode to a few friends and I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.